0: You're listening to Heart of the Ark podcast from the Office for Evangelization in the Archdiocese of Newark. We're coming to you to bring knowledge and some courage as we voyage through this life as missionary disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Jennifer Benke, and I'm co hosting this podcast with my friend and colleague, Father John Gordon. Thank you for listening to the Heart of the Ark podcast. Before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that this is one half of a conversation that I had with Ricardo Casemiro, the campus minister at Montclair State University here in the Archdiocese of Newark, and a faithful Catholic, and someone who has done a lot of extensive research and led retreats and pilgrimages to Fatima for many years. Mr. Casemiro and I had a very wonderful conversation. It was long, and in order to keep our episode length consistent, I wanted to break in and break the episodes up into two halves. Well, hello, listeners. My name is Jennifer Benke. This is the Heart of the Arc podcast. And my guest today is Ricardo Casamiro. Ricardo, tell us about yourself.
1: Well, thank you for, for inviting me. It's an honor to be here in this podcast. Um, I'm, I'm Ricardo. I was born in, in Portugal, um, north of Portugal, Viseu. And uh, when I was 17, uh, my parents, they moved to the, the States. Then I went to Seton Hall University. I was to a point at St. Andrews. I was discerning my vocation to the priesthood, then God had different ones for me. So now I'm married, I have two kids, and I'm really faithful to to our faith. I had studied theology, especially with the Augustan Institute, I have done my studies with them. And, um, and 10 years ago, I started getting involved with the message of Fatima. Uh, as I was finishing my studies with the Augustine Institute, you know, you have to write a lot of uh, mm-hmm. documents and papers. So I really focused on the message of Fatima, And I had attended so many like, uh, courses and, and, and formations at the Shrine Offer. Um, I went more than 48 times in two years to, to Fatima. I really had dedicated myself to, to this message. So, um, and this is me now. I, I work with the archdiocese of Newark. I, I'm a campus minister in Montclair State. Um, I'm loving this new job, this new challenge of being with these young adults. They are also in t- times of discernment, and uh, Father Jim and I am uh, very blessed to work with him. Uh, a person that is so dedicated to to the young people. So
0: thank you. That's wonderful. That's um, I, that's a special part of my. Uh, I'm I'm working on my my uh, degree as well in pastoral studies, and so that's my focus is young people, and that's one of the reasons we have this podcast is it's geared towards people on the go who are trying to figure out where they are and some sometimes they just need good news on the go. Yes. So, yes.
1: Thank you for everything that you do oh. so
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, I, folks, I did not pay him to say that. So, um, I asked you here today especially to talk about Fatima but before we begin one way that we begin all things is in prayer so I just wanted to invite you to put our put ourselves in the hands of our Blessed Mother and we'll pray the Uh, Hail Mary together. So, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray Pray for us sinners sinners now now and at the hour hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. Blessed Mother, we ask you, especially for your intercession this morning, to bless our conversation and help us do. What you will for us uh, to spread the good news of Fatima and your motherhood to the world, to everyone who needs that message, so that they grow in their faith and grow closer to your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I asked you here today, again, because you have this incredible initiative that came to the Office for Evangelization. You asked us to help you promote the uh, touring statue, uh, one of the pilgrim statues from Fatima. So talk to me about how that came to be and how that's related to what you're doing at Montclair State and I know you're the World Youth Day according. co-leader yes yeah.
1: so um, yeah she's going to be here with us in the month of May uh, the Shrine of Farima uh, they have 13 statues of the Pilgrim Statue of Farima uh, in 1920s they, they start doing uh, the version we ask for a, to build a chapel and in 1920s uh, the vote of Farima you know we need to have a statue of the version. A memory of the the operations in 1940. Sister Lucia was like, we need to ever different statue. she was not in favour of that one it's so difficult to uh, represent something that was so beautiful and so so important for her so um, they did a second statue so it's called the Pilgrim Statue of Farima and she just goes around since 1940s uh, to different dioceses and parishes just to promoting peace so we went to this you know it's still in our memory this moments of this pandemic mm-hmm. that we stayed home and I uh, I was teaching online. I was praying the rosary online with tons of people, different parishes, and we usually prayed the rosary facing the the live um, feed from Fatima. And there was always that in my heart to bring. The statue of Fatima. We do not adore statues. It's just bringing a little bit of Portugal of that place to Mm -hmm. our diocese. Right. But really, was the day that Cardinal Tobin was doing the consecration Mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic. I was like, I'm going to trust this to our lady. So, uh, back in September, this September, for some reason, I met Father Kevin from Pius of the Ten, Mm -hmm. and. It was like with this dream to uh, bring young people to Lisbon this year, we're celebrating World Youth Day. Uh, and I had already reserved some space for a group that I didn't know was going to join <laughs> us. You know, when you try to plan something and it's always last minute. Yes. <laughs> so, but I kind of reserved this two years ago.
0: Right, okay.
1: And then Father Kevin was like, I mean, this is a, this is the work of God. So I have this idea, he yeah, had the great, uh, and, and he's the leader of, you know, I had this great idea Idea of, of promoting this in, with the archdiocese to the point that the diocese is sponsored with scholarships mm-hmm. uh, this event and we are the official group that is going to represent the archdiocese of Newark and we're going to stay with the diocese of Lady Fatima. Ah! So bringing the statue of Fatima, it's really for that to prepare that event. We've been doing like catecheses every month, monthly catecheses with the 45 participants that we have. It's a beautiful group from different different parishes from the the Archdiocese of Newark. We're getting ready with the message of Farima and now this month she's going to meet us and then in August we're going there to meet her again. So it's this bridge that we make in with the message of Fatima, so that is the main reason that that she's visiting us so oh. right now it's just uh, we have a lot of parishes that <laughs> now everybody's calling asking right. for <laughs> but it's really beautiful to see this devotion to to a message that promotes peace and and and, and promotes how good God is.
0: Yes, so I have a special place in my heart from for Our Lady of Fatima. I grew up in the parish, in the Patterson Diocese, Our Lady of Fatima Parish. It was established in 1958, mm-hmm. 68? 68, I don't know, but it's a, it's a relatively new parish, but it was a mission church, and that was, um, we, you know, we called ourselves the Fatima Girls, and you know, like when we're in religious ed and everything, so we had this devotion to the Blessed Mother, but I didn't really understand it at all. And when we were preparing for this, you and I talked about it. And you're from Portugal, but you had kind of a yes. A, so talk to me about your uh, entree, entree into. Fatima. I
1: don't want to offend any Portuguese
0: people no, from our please. community, but
1: <laughs> it is a true fact. You know, we are Portuguese, but doesn't mean we all know about the message of Fatima. Okay. Um, I usually say this. You know, Fatima is just not a statue and a procession and a candle. And when I need help, I go and just ask her for help Right. it's usually what Portuguese people do okay. <laughs> and it was one of the things that I noticed during my studies with the Shrine of Farima, uh, just being at the shrine and pay close attention to the people that visit the shrine, some of them they didn't know what was the place of the apparition and I started asking, do you know about the message of Fatima?" so I went to the same thing, you know, my grandmother she used to go every May to Farima, walk to Fatima. And for me as a kid, it was kind of scary. Okay. I thought it was kind of um, always a lot of sick people and pain. I look at Francisco Jacinta and Lucia. They look kind of scary too in the pictures. That was my perspective as a kid. Yeah. And as I, was, as I was growing and getting to a point that when I became a father of my son Joseph, I was like, I need to study this. I was called to, it's like one of the things when Jesus puts that in your heart, Mm -hmm. like it's time to face it. Right. And I was so surprised with.
0: I feel the same way. I mean, I've worked a long time with children's choirs and there was a new little boy last night at my children's choir and I asked him, you know, uh, what, what color he would like his folder to be. I said, what about red? And he said, no, 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 Red is the color of the most precious blood. He's in third grade, folks. Wow. The most precious blood of our Lord. And that's a little scary. And I said, it's okay to say that. And I said, what about blue? And he said, oh yes, that is the color of our Blessed Virgin Mary. And I'm like, I want to take you home. You're the best kid ever. Uh, <laughs> so.
1: Same thing with my son, John. Right. He knows a lot about religion and yes. he's always like uh, so attentive to the yeah. uh, little details, like yes. the stations of the cross used to be John so serious when he does the stations yeah. and he asked me actually to read the entire prayers and he's like serious yeah. and we get so surprised how children get to, and understand so well the message of God and the same thing happens enough in in, in in Farima yes you know they are three simple uh, kids mm-hmm. uh, they are not traumatized they are just joyful actually right. uh, raised by these two beautiful families they used to just teach religion at night uh, Jacinta before the apparition she used to cry with the passion of Christ mm-hmm. reading the, the the passage during Palm Sunday she would be crying why they crucify someone that was so good yeah. uh, that is uh, there is three children before the apparition and after but the before is important too yes. you know they're raised by catholic families uh, they know they d- d- raising this um, uh, this geography of war mm-hmm. uh, 1917 was kind of a, a dark time too and, uh, and 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 they didn't know much about outside of Covered outside of Orang, outside of Farima today, but they are very joyful kids, yes. and we cannot remove this from from them. If if you pay attention to the most famous picture of the, the 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 three little shepherds, you see that she's like this with the hand, right? Yeah. And she's really like joyful. Yeah. There is a difference between joy and and happiness. Yes. You know? They really carry that joy of Easter yes. constantly, and then. I believe that is one of the reasons because God is attentive to us. Uh, that's the reason that the Virgin appears to these children, not only because the Pope on May 5th, 1917, requests the children to pray for peace, mm-hmm. and a week after uh, the apparitions of Fari in May. Uh, but before the, the Marian apparitions, and we should go a little bit over this. We you know, will, we will, that yeah. Is, um, um, Three sections of the apparition of Farima. There is the apparitions of the angel in 1960s before the, the apparitions of the, the version. We mm-hmm. uh, see. there was uh, the, f- the spring, uh, the summer, and the fall of 1960s. The beautiful apparitions, very supernatural too. Then there is the apparitions, the six apparitions in May, mm-hmm. uh, May to October of 1917, and then there is the apparitions when Lucia goes to Spain, to in Pontevedra. That makes the message of Fatima. Okay, it's the, all of these apparitions, and uh, the, the apparitions, and then some people, and I also struggle with that. It's just <laughs> this is a very formal uh, podcast, but uh, we it, doubting is okay. You know, yeah. it's not a you know we we're not trying to impress anyone. There was times in my life that, I'm like, um, I mean, I. I have to understand this, but for example, the public uh, revelation of God, you know, uh, the Gospels, uh, and the private revelations, uh, the apparitions, uh, they cannot contradict the Gospels. So, the, what the message of Farima does, what the message of uh, the Divine Mercy words, uh, Guadalupe, what they do, they will put light to, God, to the Gospel. Mm-hmm. They will lead us to that message of God. Yes, it's what. It's what this. What, what is the the purpose of an apparition? Is there right? It's to call the attention of things that we are not paying attention to.
0: Yes, absolutely. I I appreciate you saying that because, again, um, not all private revelations uh, resonate with all of us in mm-hmm. our in, and even in within uh, different parts of our lives. There Are, yes. are there times when things uh, things seem to work? a little bit. I remember when I was going through some difficult times, I read it was the first time I read The Diary of St. Faustina, and the Divine Mercy just overwhelmed my heart, you know, and and that is, you know, a very certain, like, aspect of my life, and but before that, I had no connection to yes, it, exactly. and I was wondering what that was, and um, you know, that's how we grow in faith, because we grow, you know, there are different uh, devotions that... Uh, are relevant to where we are in the seasons of our life yes yeah so
1: so um because my may is approaching so they're may 13 it's a sunday and they have to go to to work you <laughs> know they, they will see her, she's in charge of um, a little shepherds they, they 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 have animals they have to bring to they have to eat so they have instructions by the family mm-hmm. you have to pray the rosary you have to eat your lunch and then you're allowed to play.
0: Okay.
1: So Jacinta, she liked to rush things, <laughs> especially the rosary. Okay. She will even do an echo in case the parents are listening. So okay. she was doing an echo. Oh, got it. Like a fast rosary.
0: okay, got it. Sometimes
1: got it. we do it, too. Okay. Like I, Elmer, gonna, uh, yeah. she was doing the echo, too. <laughs> so they, they heard this thunder and and they go under this tree because they thought it would go into rain, and they see this beautiful lady. It's, uh, there is one thing in the message of Farima, it's the beauty of. Right. Um, and it's the beauty of, of this time that we're living right now, Easter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the message of Fatim is all about the risen Christ. Yes. Uh, it's their light. Uh, how many times we encounter their word light. If, uh, I was involved in their light. I was in their light. I was in their fire. So they see this beautiful lady and Lucia asks, where are you from? Well, it's a good, valid question. Right. And the Virgin ans- answers, I'm from heaven. Just right there, we have a talk on, I'm from <laughs> heaven, you know. Uh, she doesn't say, I'm the mother of God. She doesn't say, I'm the Virgin Mary. I'm the Theotokos. I'm from heaven. Right. In other words, she's saying, I belong to God. It's an identity of the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. She belongs to this nation of heaven. And Lucy well, asks, I'm, I'm going to heaven too? <laughs> I will probably ask the same thing.
0: Yeah, take me with you. I'm going to heaven, Please. too. You know, <laughs>
1: if you're the lady from heaven, yeah. that means I'm going to heaven, too. And we are in this pilgrimage of life because we want to go to heaven, yes. right? So, and we'll see, you know, the Virginie, yes, and Francisca and Jacinta, very soon. So, and she's like, and I'm going to be by myself? Yeah. And we all struggle with that, too. You see how the message of Fatima speaks to us? Mm-hmm so we are afraid to be alone yeah i was reflecting on this a lot in my life like uh i don't want to be by myself right uh that terrifies me like i don't want to die by myself i don't want to be by myself i want to be with my family i want to be surrounded by everybody in my life. I don't want to live a life that I'm alone. Now, those society seems to be walking in the island of being alone. No, but we as Christians, we are as Catholics, we are called to be a community. Yeah. So uh, and Lucia was like, oh, so I'm going to be here by myself. I love my my cousins. They are my everything at this point. Um, and then she asks about Amelia and uh, the version is like, uh, she's in purgatory until the end of time. And then the version, uh, she asked, what do you want from me? I want you to come here every 13, and then in October I will tell you what I want. So, beautiful thing in Benedict XVI and Those Caritas Est, the beautiful document encyclical from... From Pope Emeritus, who was just the great man to the church. Mm. Um, uh, He mentions that, I mean, I'm just I don't have the documents with me, but something like this that we have to make encounter with God. Mm -hmm. And then Farima, and he was so devoted to Farima. Farima is this, first you make encounter with. Mm -hmm. So coming here over 13 of until October, it's God is setting this encounter with. It's getting you ready for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the most difficult pilgrimage that we have in our lives, it's from the mind to the heart. Mm-hmm. So, but first you have to make encounter, yes. knowing God. Yep. So when I look at the version of Fatima uh, in that tree, she's like a teacher. Yep. She's like teaching and John Paul II reflect on this. Put your kids in the school of Mary. You know, she's teaching. She's teaching about him. This is all about Jesus. Yes. This is not about her. It's about him. Right. She's been the teacher. She's been the mother. Right. So, um, and 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 the version uh, um, asks this. This is a difficult question. Now, are you willing to offer yourselves to God? Okay. <sighs> they had three kids. Yeah. Imagine that jesus and he asks this every day but right. imagine that you're seeing your mother and she asks you this are you willing to offer yourselves to god i will be like what that involves
0: yep i want i want a checklist <laughs> i want to yeah. know if <laughs> yeah, i have exactly.
1: time for this yeah exactly right? yep if i'm going to have time to uh, in my busy days if i'm i have to probably ask father jim my boss first if i <laughs> you know if i have more time for this the amazing thing about uh francisco and jacinta will see and we'll see it's they say yes, without asking why or when, they are like, yes, because they knew already God. Right. They know that God is good. Right. And then the version, you have to suffer, but the grace of God will be your comfort. Amen. And then in when she delivers this message, she opens, there is movements in Farima. You know, we, we all know a statue of Farima. dressed in white with the hands like this. Yes. And uh, yesterday I was um, doing a talk on Newman Center about Farima. And it's just like, I was like, what this means to you? She says, She's praying. Can you imagine your mother begging for you? She's like... In Cana feast, a wedding feast of Cana, right? right? She's like, do whatever he tells you. In Farima, she's just telling us again. Yeah. But this time she's begging. Right. She's like, please listen. And this is, this moves my heart. Like, how someone that is so perfect, how someone that is the mother of God, is begging us, sinners, to listen.
0: That's amazing. I
1: mean, just every time I look at the statue of Fari, I'm like, you know, constantly you asking our sinners to listen to him, Mm -hmm. right? So she opens the hands then. And the first time that we see the heart of Mary, there was already a devotion to the heart of Mary full of flowers around, beautiful Mm -hmm. heart. Yep. But Fari, she's surrounded of thorns. And the version shows the heart, and they go in this pilgrimage inside of the heart. You see the, that idea uh, from the mind to the heart. You know, they go inside of the heart of Mary. Right. And you know, there is two times in the Bible that the version is keeping all this, all these events inside of the heart. So I believe that in Fatima she shows to us what's inside of the heart. Right. I understand this this way. My grandmother, Murdish, every time I used to visit her, she always had pictures of us. I don't know if your grandmother was the yes. same way. Yeah. yep, Like absolutely. Pictures everywhere. Yep. Uh, she used to even buy frames, mm-hmm. and she never removed the picture from the frame and leave it. No, absolutely. And I, I will ask, do you know these people? No, I mean, it's just, she likes frames. <laughs> and she would like to put everything in, 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 in frames, right? Now we take pictures with our phones, and we delete the ones that we don't like. yes. That was the time, I'm still from that time, <laughs> that you wait for the pictures. Yes. And the ones that you're not expecting, it's actually the ones that will surprise you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Francis can just sit there and we'll see that inside of this heart. It's like the same way we're visiting our grandmother's house. You see all these moments of the life of Christ. Yep. Uh, that moment that she's... Finding out that she's pregnant. That moment that she's with Joseph and Joseph is so obedient and is so can you imagine breakfast <laughs> with Joseph and Mary and Jesus? Right. Can you imagine them sitting at the table? We need to think sometimes this way because this happened in family.
0: Yes. You know, we yeah. see
1: this with our families every day.
0: I have to I have to interject there. There's I was at a church in Grand Rapids, Michigan one time for a conference and I looked over and it was my favorite depiction of the bless- of the of the holy family. Mary is like looking up from sewing and she's got it looks like she's holding a needle only because she's got that Italian grandmother like 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 yes. hand, you know, like she's going like this. And Joseph Jesus is uh, no, Joseph is putting his hands out like, "What? What do you want me to do with this kid?" And Jesus is like a toddler and he's got two boards crossed. <laughs> it's just like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "No, he did it himself." And it's I took
1: they're I The family.
0: Yeah, they're a family. Their picture it's we
1: just, usually sometimes when we go to a parish, we see them very serious. Yes, exactly. But they're family. But they're a family, and yeah. They have memories too.
0: Yes, She's absolutely. She's a
1: mother. She understands any much. She's the mother of all. She 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 went through all.
0: Yes. And so, she, you know, um, I I know we we spoke uh, briefly about this, but uh, that notion of her carrying the things in her heart, and also like, you know, she knew what the. The we know she know that song that's popular. Mary, did you know? Just drives me up the wall because she knew. First of all, in Luke for chapter one, she knew. But beyond that, we believe that she was prepared for this by the parents that she had and their deep religious understanding. So she knew the messianic prophecies. She, She knew what that involved.
1: She knew God.
0: Yeah. So, so when she accepted, yes, she knew what that entailed. And so she held knowing that this, her child that she would bear would be eventually called back to God, she knew she wasn't going to be able to hold him forever. Yes. And so with all these things that she held in her heart, she, she holds all that.
1: And also goes with our families, yes. you know, I uh, my kids, uh, they, they are really not mine, mm-hmm. you know, they are. They, they are entrusted to god
0: absolutely i
1: mean i'm just uh, i remember when i i usually uh, fighting my and 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 having kids it's i'm really it's really my uh, i'd say my call because they are also a family and yes. i try always to look at what how they did you know mm-hmm. and i look sometimes at my kids playing and and i'm like if i lose you uh, yeah you, you always have that in your heart right and then and then, for a minute i 'm like, but I trust you, God, yes, you know, I trust you god, you know you you, you know better than me i 'm just i 'm just your servant i I trust them too to you, right, you know, they don 't belong to us, they belong to heaven, they belong to God <laughs> like the same the same way yeah i 'm from heaven, yeah, and you know we all belong to heaven Absolutely. you know it's all it 's our purpose, uh, so when they go inside of this heart, they start seeing all these moments I could just imagine. The joyful moments too. Don't let's not remove that from the church too. Yeah. It's not just the sorrow. There's not just the suffering. There is also the joys. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not just a valley of tears, mm-hmm. there is also a valley of joys. So I, I, I wish that the Salve Regina, will, you know, one day someone will have that, the, <laughs> the valley of joys too. Yes. Um, uh, and they see Jesus being crucified. They see, Francisca is like impressed with a burning fire that doesn't consume him, but mm-hmm. it's a good one. It's like a little Moses right there, mm-hmm. having this this experience. So, They finished that that experience, that pilgrimage to the heart of Mary. And believe me, we could do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned the Rosary, mm-hmm. right? You, you could do that daily. You could go to the heart of Mary. You could have that experience. I, I know some of the listeners will be like, don't say that, Ricardo, what I'm about to tell you, <laughs> but please do not pray the Rosary driving your car. How can you meditate in the mysteries of God, <laughs> Oh, you're going to get in the car accident? Because right. the Rosary is that invitation for, for you to be configured with Christ, mm-hmm. for you to understand the mystery as you repeat the prayers so uh, they did this pilgrimage that we are invited to do too so at the end of this pilgrimage to the heart of Mary surrounded by thorns surrounded by suffering and joys uh, the version is like pray the rosary every day mm-hmm. so let's think about that a little bit it's every day every day so I had to reflect on this and this is just my way of seeing my in my own spirituality if I pray the rosary every day, it takes about 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. If you're praying in 10 minutes, something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a rosary. It's, 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 the it's The rosary is called before the, the Bible of the poor right yeah um it really goes with the gospels It really goes with that event Mm -hmm. right you should look for the passages in the gospel you should do a wax you You, uh, the the rosary does that effect too Mm -hmm. so you you get so closer to jesus so it takes 30 minutes um it's 30 minutes of our life that we are at peace Mm -hmm. and that is so so important not only for 1917 there was uh lack of peace, war, and uh, Europe was getting all, Spain was in so much trouble. I think everywhere was in so much trouble. Um, Even the Pope was so stressed about it that she was asking kids to pray for peace. And uh, she's the queen of peace. And if we pray the rosary every day, we bring it to our families. 30 minutes of peace and a busy life with social media, with work, with uh, so many things, so many voices outside that confuses us every day. That 30 minutes, if you create that environment, that praying the rosary, I believe that we're going to be less stressed, that we're going to have a peaceful life, Mm -hmm. that everything else will fall in place. Like everything that is out, that is bringing that anxiety, that is bringing all the suffering, it will be you trusting them to God. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes God, tr- you know, tests us to the end of things. And it's sometimes the road is difficult, right? We go through so many things. that if you create that space, that environment, especially in parishes, mm-hmm. you know, especially at domestic church too at home, uh, I know it's so difficult to pray the rosary as a family. You know, we all looking at each other like... Some families go to that. It takes time, but start it. Mm -hmm. You know, start it having this, creating this uh, environment of peace. And it starts with the rosary. She's really specific about it. In all the apparitions pray the rosary every day. I'm the lady of the rosary. I'm the lady of peace.
0: Today you're hearing the end of the first half of it. And I will conclude at this point with a prayer it is the prayer for the intercession of saints francisco and jacinta who were canonized by pope francis on may 13th 2017. O god of goodness and font of holiness who gave saints francisco and jacinto marto as lights to illuminate the world exalt the humble who in your light see the light so that all may contemplate the ways that lead to your heart Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. The second half of this podcast can be found in episode 18, where we go into further apparitions and the big secret. Heart of the Ark podcast is an initiative by the Office for Evangelization at the Archdiocese of Newark. If you want to find us online, you can find us at rcan.org slash evangelization. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Very soon we'll be updating our social media for the Heart of the Ark, but you can find us on Fireside Podcasts. At heartoftheark.fireside.fm. Our theme song is composed by and orchestrated by Eric Hunter, a dear friend of mine. You can find out more about Eric and his performances and compositions at Eric E R I C Hunter H U N T E R Music.com. This has been a pleasure, and I look forward to hearing from you and speaking with you in the future.